it's really important that we recognize that every single person, just as you pointed out, suffers with doubts. Every single person has bad days. Every single person has those moments where they can't figure it out or they're not understanding what to do next. And I think it's really important that we be transparent with that because so often in life, we're seeing stuff that is almost a perfect life. Welcome to an episode of Find Your Voice, a movement led by yours truly, Aaron Dew, a guy who has overcome crippling anxiety, adversity, and difficulty like so many of you in life, whose main goal now is to help you combat your excuses, take control of your life, write your own story, and most importantly, find your voice. So now, without further ado, I welcome the host of the show himself, Mr. Aaron Dew. What's going on, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Find Your Voice. My name is Aaron, and as always, I am the host of the show. So I'm delighted to be able to bring to you Bettina onto today's episode of Find Your Voice. Now, this is actually the second time I've had to get her back because, unfortunately, me being an absolute numpty got the technical stuff wrong and it, the recording just wasn't great. But bless her heart, she managed to get herself a new microphone, and now we are ready to drop some incredible knowledge in this amazing episode. So firstly, before I begin, Bettina, how are we doing today? Very good, thanks. I'm very happy to be here again. Hopefully this time it works out. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I've not managed a third attempt, so hopefully this is the one that actually goes straight through. So, <laughs> so thank you for um, your patience with this. So before we begin, now I know the work that you're doing today, and I think it's really admirable in terms of what you're doing because you're helping women overcome their confidence in the workplace and effectively find their voice in order to get what they deserve. And I love that. I love that there's a clear, distinct mission behind what you're doing. But before we jump into that and some of the areas that I want to touch on for the listeners who I feel may gain great insights from, tell us about yourself. Tell us what actually got you to where you are today, because it's quite a niche type of job that you're actually doing. So Tell us about Bettina growing up, maybe some of the things in your life. and What made you actually get to where you are today, please? So, I mean, the topic of confidence also has been uh, a topic for me in my time growing up. Um, despite, you know, me being good at many things, also at school and so on, I often had the feeling that I was not good enough or I could still do it better. You know, I had this kind of perfectionist vision of who I should be um, so for a long time also as a, as a teenager I have been struggling with with confidence um, with you know really believing in what I can do um, one thing that helped me so far um, always was that um, despite me being afraid of doing something or like having the feeling that I'm not quite ready for it, usually um, the feeling of boredom and just being stuck with something that I didn't like was always stronger. So it always kind of pushed me to, to do the things anyway, despite I didn't really feel ready. But I had a lot of sleepless nights <laughs> over my <laughs> career development. So um, I started out basically studying um, languages at university and then um, had some uh, jobs in customer, customer service uh, before I got promoted to be a team manager in customer service. And this was also a point where, you know, 
I knew that I, I was unhappy with my previous job and I needed to do something more. I needed to be more challenged, um, but I was so <laughs> scared and so not ready um, to be a team manager of like 20 people that I uh, was part of the team. So this was one of the, the points where I was uh, really um, struggling with, uh, with confidence as well. But again, you know, the, the kind of the pain of being stuck in my other job and, and being bored there um, was greater. So I kind of threw myself into it and then just learned everything on the job. Fantastic. So that's quite interesting because for somebody who's now helping other people overcome their confidence, to hear that actually at one stage in your life, you actually struggled with the confidence. So I'm glad you were open and honest about that because I'm sure there's many people listening to you now thinking, well, it's probably okay for her because she's confident naturally. But you've had to work on that a lot. And you mentioned that it's the fear of boredom and being stuck that actually outweighed the fear of just being afraid. And that's really interesting because I think most often or not, we don't do things in life because the fear of embarrassment or the fear of failure. But if we can just change that, maybe reframe that to something that's a little bit more important, then we can feel the fear and do it anyway. And when I was doing a bit of research into some of the work you do, I think you said that as well in terms of it's not about the absence of fear. It's just about feeling it, but then doing it anyway. And that's something that you've obviously demonstrated yourself. So for the listeners now listening, thinking, okay, this lady, she's done incredible. She's overcome her fear. English, obviously, as you mentioned, I think on the last episode that we did, wasn't your first language. So it's incredible that you have even the confidence to speak in not your natural language on a podcast like this. That makes me feel embarrassed because I sometimes lack confidence even when I'm doing my own <laughs> podcast. So kudos to you for that. Thanks. Can we now then maybe dive into you in terms of like a, on a mindset basis and understand how you develop that confidence? What were the things that maybe the turning points in your life where, yes, I know the fear of being stuck was one thing, but did you have any habits? Did you have any traits on a daily basis that maybe you thought, if I can just work on this or if I can perfect this, then my confidence will start to improve. So, I mean, I, I still have phases where I'm struggling with confidence. So this is not that I am always perfect and super confident, but it's just like struggling in different areas or, or with different aspects, let's say, like, like that. Um, I had a time where I was generally like not at a great place in my life. Um, there was a lot of... Um, trouble with my dad being sick going on so I was generally not in, in a good place and during this time I felt not confident at all to take on additional responsibilities or additional uh, a new role they actually offered me a new role in in my current company and they um, said yeah you would be great and I just just didn't feel at all confident to do it but Yeah, I, in this case, I knew that if I say no, uh, they will probably not offer me something again. So there I had a choice between being stuck <laughs> again <laughs> and just trying to do it. But, you know, then I said, okay, whatever. I do not feel ready for this right now, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm, I told them, so I, I told them that I was not sure that I could do it. They said they were sure I could do it, so... I said, okay, I will trust them. I will trust them because maybe they see uh, something in me that I could not see at this point. Um, but from this point onwards, basically, 
it kind of um, opened up my mind to, you know, being more open and more interested in, in experiencing new things. So um, I actually started listening to podcasts, which has been a major game changer for me um, because like just hearing other people talking about how they struggle and how they also doubt and that I'm not the only person in the world who's doubting my <laughs> competences, you know? I mean, that everybody is actually doubting. This was completely like crazy to me, you know? I, before I did not realize that everybody is doubting and everybody suffers from imposter syndrome at some point. So I, I had the feeling like I was kind of weird because I was feeling that way. So that helped me a lot to just realize that I'm not weird or, or different and that everybody feels like that at some point. I also um, started doing, um, I started uh, journaling basically. So I, I bought this uh, five minute journal and um, this really helped me because uh, it really helps you to set a positive mindset and to focus on the positive things that happened rather than on the negative things that usually run through your mind all the time. Um, so I started doing this about two years ago and I'm still doing it every day. And I think it really helps because it really helps you to refocus. And especially in times where your confidence is low or where you just generally feel a bit, you know, low in energy and so on, it, it still helps you to you know, focus on positive things. If I may just quickly recap some of that then. So two of the main things was podcasting and journaling. And, and the reason I want to choose both of those is because firstly, find your voice. The reason I interview people like yourself, people who have been through adversity or people who have openly shared their journey and their struggles is because I want listeners to recognize that their problems aren't exclusive to themselves. They're not weird how you maybe thought you were one day or how I thought I was weird as a guy who suffered with anxiety. So it's really important that we recognize that every single person, just as you pointed out, suffers with doubts. Every single person has bad days. Every single person has those moments where they can't figure it out or they're not understanding what to do next. And I think it's really important that we be transparent with that because so often in life, we're seeing stuff that is almost a perfect life or a perfect person doing the the most amazing incredible things and never really having that moment of adversity or struggle so I'm really grateful you shared that I think that's a really really important thing and then secondly you mentioned the journaling as well and journaling is something that I've actually started doing myself very recently and you mentioned the five minute journal which I actually put in all of the show notes for this show because it's one of the best things that you can do especially for myself suffering with anxiety so when I journal, I get all of the stuff in my head that's going on 24-7 and I put it down on a piece of paper and one, it calms me down. Two, I can look at the positives and three, it gives me a way of working out solutions. Whereas when it's all in our head, we often mm -hmm. struggle with that so much. So it's great that you have mentioned two of those things, two things that I actually do myself. But just being fully transparent, I think that's brilliant because you're not saying... I teach confidence. I am the most confident person ever. You're saying, look, I still have these days. But what I do is I try and make sure my days have certain habits that enhance me and move me forward. And you have a great mindset in terms of always trying not to be stuck and seeing that as almost like a bigger failure. So I really, really acknowledge you for that. So 
in terms of imposter syndrome, you mentioned that every single person suffers with this. And I've definitely suffered with it myself. Even before I started this podcast, I used to listen to other podcasts for about four or five years. And I thought, there is no way I could ever become a podcast host. I used to listen to some really, really excited individuals, some extroverts, some guys that were just literally made for radio presenting. And I thought, well, I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to be a little bit more reserved. I'm going to be more emotional in my podcast because I like great stories and I always like to try and dive into somebody's life if that makes sense and have meaningful conversations but I had to overcome that I had to put that aside Mm -hmm. and then believe in myself a bit like yourself so when I started writing my journals I started thinking well actually my positives are this my positives are that and maybe somebody wants to hear that and funnily enough people do want to hear it people do tune in and obviously hear (laughs) amazing stories like yourself so thank you for sharing that and on imposter syndrome then have you got any tips maybe that the listeners could potentially use or say to themselves? I mean, what do you do when you feel that moment of, I'm not sure if I'm good enough here or if I should do this? Well, uh, I mean, first of all, like realize that this is something that happens to everybody. And um, when you get these thoughts, I mean, when I get these thoughts, you know, then I've come to a point where I can just realize that I'm having these thoughts, but I don't start freaking out about them, you know, <laughs> um, you don't get this. I, I don't go into some kind of a place where I'm like paralyzed by the thought that, oh, my God, I am not able to do this. What were they thinking when they gave me this job or, or things like that? You know, um, I just realize by now that sometimes I have these thoughts and when they come into my head, then I just note that they are there and I let them pass and I do not react on them. So I, or if I react on them, then at least, you know, I also notice that I do it and it's, it, it's a p- point where I can really kind of stop this reaction rather than just it's spinning off, you know, and take me to all kind of weird places. <laughs> Absolutely. I've definitely had those moments when my thoughts have done exactly that. So I'm just going to quickly recap that then. So, First point, which I think is brilliant, is to recognize that it happens to every single person. The second one, which I love, is just don't freak out. Let's not freak ourselves (laughs) out and let's not stress ourselves out. And then the final one, which I think is probably the most important one and something that actually takes a bit of work, especially for myself, is to be mindful of your thoughts and to recognize them and then let them pass. So one of the things I realized, and I was interviewing a lady and she was speaking about this, and it's one of those things... You hear it so many times, but maybe the 10th time or the 20th time you hear it, it makes sense. Like it just suddenly clicks. And when she said it, it was about your thoughts not being you. And effectively, what that means Mm -hmm. is when you're angry, that doesn't mean you're necessarily an angry person. What you're doing is you're just experiencing some emotions of anger or you're thinking about something that may make you angry. And it's about acknowledging these thoughts almost as if you're looking at it from an out-of-body experience, not attaching your whole self-worth and your personality to that and just be mindful that okay this has come now I need it to pass because obviously I need to move forward in my life so just moving on then you've got some great habits here some almost sounding so simple yet so effective and this is what I always try to say because people are always looking for that golden nugget to instantly change their life and sometimes it is as simple as having two or three simple techniques that you can just do Mm -hmm. on a daily basis do you have any other recommendations on like a daily basis say for women 
who may be struggling with their confidence or even for the guys that are listening to the show as well? So um, something that I also experienced was that uh, it was also due to this imposter syndrome feeling that I had, I felt like I had to behave like somebody else, you know, like um, the idea that I had of a person in that position, how that person would dress, how that person would behave. Um, and at some point I realized that I was just trying so hard to be somebody else mm. and not really trying to be myself at all. Um, so one thing that really um, made a change in my life, I know this sounds stupid, but I realized that my favorite clothes in the world are skirts and dresses. And they make me feel confident and good when I wear them. And I know that I look good when I wear them. Mm -hmm. So that gives me confidence. So I started wearing only skirts to work. Like, let's say 97% of the time, uh, I'm wearing only skirts. And they make me feel really confident. And because I, I feel pretty and I feel, you know, yeah. I, I feel really good. Absolutely. They're just my clothing. So this is something that um, I realized. And this is something, you know, that maybe for everybody else can also be useful because you might be in a job where you feel like you need to dress up in, in a business outfit or whatever, but you can still probably make changes to that and tweak it so that it suits your personality more and you don't have to you know, blend in with the crowd, but can actually express a little bit of who you are. I think that is such a brilliant answer. And it doesn't sound stupid, by the way. It's actually something that is the underlying theme for this show. So this show is about finding your voice. And the important word there is your. So often in life, we do the things that we think are expected of us or what people expect from us. And we almost lose ourselves in that moment. And I've been there. I've been in corporate. I've been in other roles where I'm dressing in a way that I don't feel comfortable. So when you were talking about that, I was nodding my head because you want to dress so you feel comfortable, so you feel happy, so you actually feel pretty or as a guy, handsome or however you want to feel empowered. I think that is such an important point. And again, it's so simple, yet we forget the simple things because we're trying to adhere to the external noise that we're often hearing. So I think that is such a an incredible point that behaving like somebody else is not going to serve you we need to start to behave like ourselves in order to make ourselves have that confidence to overcome those doubts and almost just be ourselves because I'm not sure about you but one of the things I recognized is the more I become myself the less energy I waste in terms of negative thoughts yes. and it's just so much easier to be yourself and not have that mask of having to be somebody else so I'm self-employed and I have been for four years I feel comfortable and at my best when I have a hoodie on and I have some tracksuit bottoms on and I'm just nice and comfortable so I can be in and out of the gym. I can lounge around on my laptop. I even go to meetings with investors like this and sometimes I will get the odd comment like, is that professional? And I said, when I work with people, I work with them because of me. I'm not going to put on a mm -hmm. this fake facade of wearing a suit and pretending I'm something I'm not. This is actually me nine times out of 10 and I have to be congruent with myself so a message to anyone out there, I think if you are congruent with yourself, your messages, your words, that is going to translate itself and people are going to either warm to you or not. 
And either way, at least you're yourself. So I think that's a really important point there. So thank you for sharing that, Bettina. Exactly. It's so true what you're saying, especially part of wasting your energy. You know, I mean, if you try to be somebody else, if you think too much about how you should behave, you are wasting so much energy. And I mean, this is especially a, a topic probably for women more than, than for men, because we have to think about, you know, uh, how much makeup to put on at work, like high heels, no high heels, you know, um, how long or short can a skirt be and all these kind of things, you know, is this blouse maybe a little bit too transparent or, you know, a bit too low cut, you know, all these things. Um, <laughs> these <laughs> are things that you have in your mind, you know, so um, it is, this can waste so much of your energy. And if at some point you just decide, you know, I mean, this is, is my style. Like my style is wearing skirts. Of course, I'm not wearing mini skirts to work. I mean, that would be not suitable, but you know, then you can at least find a, like a range where you can tweak the, the typical, um, like say dress code that you have at work. Yes. I mean, just quickly going back to my point, I don't want people to start wearing tracksuits every single day of the week. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what I mean by that is my life is quite flexible in that I control what I do. But of course, if I'm going to a wedding, for example, and I just explained, I'm still recovering from the wedding on the weekend. I'm not going to turn up there in a hoodie. I'm obviously dressing up in a suit. So again, just be mindful of the audience that you're around. And obviously that's got to be important. But even in that moment, try and be comfortable. Try not to be like the people around you. I think that's that's the main message that we're both trying to convey here. Exactly. So let's take this a little bit more personal then, if I may then. So you're doing the corporate work now. You're helping people. You're helping women really get what they deserve. You're helping people find their voice and being themselves. What I want to do is I want to delve a little bit into your life. Now, you briefly touched on a time of adversity where you were going through something, I think, with your father that you mentioned. It doesn't need to necessarily be that. What I want to do from this part of the show, Bettina, is to ask you about a time of adversity and it can be absolutely any time. And the reason I want to ask you th about this time is because I want you to, one, just explain the adversity because I'm pretty certain somebody somewhere listening has been through something similar. But secondly, what was the lesson that that adversity taught you in hindsight? So I have struggled a lot with migraines ever since I was a kid. And it got pretty, pretty bad during that time um, when my dad was sick, but also before um, I had times with really chronic migraines, uh, and that's like 10 to 15 days uh, wow. a month, so basically every other day. And migraines are really not a normal headache, so... Um, for everybody who's never experienced this, it's really, really <laughs> debilitating because you have um, this strong pain in your head, but also you're very sensitive to light or to noise or to smells or anything that, that might irritate you. You get very, very irritable. Um, you might feel nauseous. Um, you might need to lie down in a completely dark room and, and do nothing. So that was obviously a very hard time for me because I could not stay away from work 10 or 15 days a month. I mean, <laughs> that's just not possible. So I was always um, trying to push through and then seeing doctors and trying different medications and so on until I, I got to a point where, you know, the 
I, I felt like I, I was a victim of, of these migraines. Like they were completely ruling my life and I had no choice anymore in what I wanted to do. You know, uh, I couldn't, I felt like I could not uh, set anything up with friends or plan any trips or whatever, because I was always afraid that, you know, I might have to cancel because um, of my migraines. And at some point, this was also really, thanks to a podcast that I listened to, I realized that I let the migraines define me. And at that point, I decided that I was not going to be a victim of my migraines anymore. You know, I was not going to be this, this victim um, who always has to take care of not doing this and not doing that and watching out and so on and so on not eating what you like or not having a glass of wine when you feel like it and and things like that so i just decided really it sounds so simple but i just decided that i was not going to be a victim of my migraines anymore so this is also something that my journaling actually helped me with because I started my gratitude um, part of the journaling always with I am grateful for not having a migraine. And at some point I realized that for like two or three months in a row, every day I had written I didn't have a migraine, you know. And so somehow since then, since this since I started the, the journaling and since I, I started, you know, changing my mindset towards um, how I was feeling, the migraines got much, much less, you know. So I think, of course, not every uh, disease can be cured by a change of mindset. But in my case, it really helped me to change my mindset from feeling victimized to saying, okay, I don't care, you know, I, it's my life and I'm going to live my life uh, the way I want it. Absolutely, absolutely. So one of the things that you did was you became almost a victim. You considered yourself a victim. You started to initially allow this to define you. And as a result, it affected your life. It affected the things that you were doing, the things that you could look forward to in terms of going out. So I love that decision that you said, I'm no longer going to be a victim of this. And very similar to yourself, one of the things I always suffered with is I always have a cold. So I have quite a nasally voice that some people say. So I would be having a tissue in my hand probably six out of the seven days of the week. I'm known for always having tissues, always having a cold. And initially that stopped a lot of my life as well because I would be anxious and nervous about going to networking events in case I start sneezing and people get annoyed by me. I was scared to start podcasting in case I had an appointment booked and then all of a sudden I'm too ill to do the podcast. And I had all these things, the same as yourself, that would actually affect my life. And then I made the same decision. I said, I'm no longer going to be this individual who is having to change his life because of something that at this point in time I can't control. And as a result of that, I started very similar to yourself. I feel like we've lived almost a similar kind of life where I started writing affirmations. I started doing journaling. And some simple things I used to say, like, I am going to be healthy and fit today. I will no longer have to cancel shows because of my nose. And just these little things. And I can't explain it, but I hardly get ill now. Like, I rarely have a tissue on me. And things have just changed so massively in the last six months. So when you said at the end, you're not saying it can cure every illness. I, I agree. I'm not saying that if you just listen to me and Bettina on this episode, we're going to cure all of your illnesses. But what I will say 
negative thoughts can actually have an impact on you. Mm-hmm. So there's no actual science behind a positive thought. But what they do say is negative thoughts can negatively impact you. So most often or not, they were explaining that most people when they die is they tend to give up or something negative in their life. For example, if they've been diagnosed with cancer, it's that negative emotion that tends to make them almost give up. Whereas if you can just remain positive in that moment and not let those negative thoughts come in, you can actually keep going. You can actually keep going. And like yourself now, you've gone days without having a migraine. I'm the same, days without having a cold. So that was a bit of a ramble. I apologize for anyone listening. But what I will say is <laughs> No, that but it is so true. I mean, you know, the moment you change your mindset, you also change the way you behave. You know, Absolutely. I mean, in my case, I changed my lifestyle. You know, I adjusted my diet. I decided, okay, I am not so affected by this anymore. So I will be more active. I will do... Uh, I will go hiking, for example, or, or do some sports, which usually I, I felt like were giving me migra- migraines. But I thought, you know, you need to, you need to do at least, you know, a little bit, you know, and Absolutely. just try to behave differently. Of course, I did not make the decision I was not going to be a victim anymore and then keep everything the same, because that alone probably would not have changed it. Absolutely, absolutely. I did. I done the same things. I've tried to change my lifestyle. In fact, I even took it a step further where me and the wife now, we're in the process of creating a new business and we're going to create superfood blends. And I thought I'm going to have the greatest ingredients on the market for an affordable, convenient price. And I'm going to not only give these to other people who may benefit from them, but I'm going to take it myself. So I've almost kind of made my own medicine because I'm just so tired of always being cold. So I think we have the ability to control our future. We have the ability to control our present. But what we have to do is like you touched on, earlier a few moments ago is we have to make that decision that is so so important so thank you for sharing that and on that note what we are going to do is we're going to segue into what i call the fun part of the show so i do apologize bettina because you've got to go through the same kind of questions (laughs) again so whenever you're ready i'm going to start the timer all right okay we're going to go in three two one okay your favorite hobby anything outside Your biggest mistake last year? Watching too much Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's my biggest mistake this year at the minute. Still going on sometimes, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, your proudest achievement? My proudest achievement, wow. Um, Actually that I started my own business. This is something I never would have thought about even five years ago. I love that. If you had an extra hour a day, how would you spend it? I would probably be more active because uh, like exercising, because this is what always gets dropped if I don't have enough time. The best lesson anyone has ever taught you. I love this uh, quote from Steve Jobs where he says, you know, you cannot connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backward. And then uh, basically they will make sense and you just have to trust that everything will work out. This is basically the lesson, the mind opening lesson that I had. (laughs) Absolutely. If you could get the listeners to practice one thing to benefit their mindset starting today, what would it be? It's the five minute journal. Love that. What are you secretly good at that nobody knows? Uh, Lots of crafty things. What would you like to be remembered for? Uh, For being a good person and helping people. Your favorite color? Purple. I'm a purple person. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they say people who love purple, um, there are no other colors for them. So that's me. 
So now we're going to segue into the final part of the show. So the next question is about reflection, Bettina. One of the things I believe in is that hindsight is an incredible thing because upon reflection, we can always think of ways to get to where we are currently quicker, easier, and definitely with less heartache. But at the same time, I believe the journey teaches us so much as well and that everything, I suppose, happens for a reason. So what I want to know is if you could maybe go back in time to one moment where you struggled, maybe with your confidence, and just whisper something in a younger Bettina's ear, knowing exactly what you know now, what would you say? I would say that you are not weird. You're not as weird as you feel because uh, everybody is doubting themselves and nobody is as confident as they seem. So don't let this hold you back and don't let it make you feel small. I love that. And you are certainly not weird. So don't ever think that about yourself <laughs> <laughs> you don't know <laughs> sometimes <laughs> no. well if you're weird i'm sure we're all weird i'm sure we've all got our little weird or quirky traits but that's what exactly. makes us unique so uh, that's absolutely fine and just finally then sadly we are at the last question and the last question is about legacy so if in 150 years time science fails to save us and all that exists is a book and this book is about you it's about your life it's about the incredible things that you've achieved and done Firstly, what I want to know is what would the title of this book be? And secondly, what would the summary at the back tell us about you? So the title would be how to be successful without the master plan. And the summary would say something like you don't need to have it all figured out. It's in fact impossible to have it all figured out. And you just need to realize what your strengths are and trust your gut and take action and go for the things that you want to achieve and you will get there. Absolutely. That's fantastic advice there by Bettina. So before I close the show and give you a chance to let the audience follow you, hopefully on your journey and learn more from yourself as well. Are there any questions that you maybe wish I had asked you or is there anything else that you want to leave the audience with? I really only want to, you know, let everybody know that, yeah, if you are struggling with confidence, this is normal (laughs) everybody's doing it just to reinforce this i think we have covered all the important parts um to talk about this and if anybody really um needs any particular help um like for example to identify your own strengths or you know just try to get over a certain part that is troubling where you're really you know doubting yourself a lot you can always get help from someone it can be me or somebody else but you know there's always a way to get over that absolutely absolutely i 100 agree with all of that so what is the best place people can follow you so uh, i have a website which is called womenscareerlift.com um, you can also find me on instagram at women's career lift or on my facebook page which is also women's career lift And you can also find me on LinkedIn. Um, But for LinkedIn, you best go to my website and click on the button in the bottom um, to take you to my LinkedIn profile because my last name is hard to spell. (laughs) Which is why I've been calling you by your first name for the whole way through this. (laughs) Smart decision. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. I didn't want to embarrass myself live on the show, but I encourage every single listener of this to follow Bettina because what she's doing is in the midst of all of her confidence issues or all of the imposter syndrome that she goes through in fact that we all go through she's still going out there achieving her dreams 
tackling the things that initially scare her and going out there and finding her voice. So, Bettina, thank you so much for coming on a second time. It's absolutely been a joy. I've really, really enjoyed this. And for everyone else at home, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for having me. And remember, this podcast is absolutely free. So all we ask in return is for you to share this with a friend and drop us a five-star review over on iTunes. Have an awesome day.